today on the Travel Guys. In the travel news, staff shortages forced cruise lines to cancel some sailings. DOT's plan to push airlines to provide refunds is full of holes. And Burning Man is back. In our Smarter Traveler segment at 320, we talk about changes in your ID coming up and share a warning about those credit cards with the huge travel bonuses. Many come with a very large caveat. At 3.35, we sit down with road reporter Clayton Whitehead to talk about getting in and out of Canada, road trips in the Dakotas, and some of his personal feelings about travel in COVID times. Clayton shares a little of his experience with us. And at 3.55, we take a quick look at holiday airfares and offer our best wisdom on when to buy and how to shop. Pretty warm outside, gang. Perfect time to tune up the radio and listen to the latest edition of The Travel Guys. On the road again Just can't wait to get on the road again To Alaska, we go north to Russia's own. Hey there, my friends. You made it. Another edition of the Travel Guys brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacations is on the air. Mark Hoffman and Tom Romano with you, uh, existing here in our parallel reality still. <laughs> Just in... Where did that come from? By the way, the garden table experience is, uh, is coming quite well in the, in the side yard over here after last week's conversation. Oh, don't you remember that? We, we uh-huh. talked about this... Uh, P- parallel reality screening at one of the airports where you don't remember that. Oh, huh? yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> with you. Hey, what's going on, Mark? I, I know folks over at Sports Leisure have been a little extra busy in the last 24 hours. We've had a kind of an interesting weekend. Later on in the program, we're going to have an interview with Clayton Whitehead, one of our road reporters. And Clayton talked about a variety of subjects. He's been all over the place this summer. And we interview. we, 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 Take the interview Friday afternoon because he was leaving Saturday morning with a group to Canada. Well, um, things have not gone particularly well. Um, it's been one of those odysseys, and we're going to talk about that a little bit later on in the program after his interview, um, some of the things that have occurred since we taped that and in the last 24 hours. But anyway, that's for later on. I just wanted to take a minute here. Um, this is a program that my company pays for each week. That's one of the reasons that you we have – a lot fewer commercials than many other programs is because we buy up that time so you don't have to be quite as distracted with all those other things. But uh, we try to keep it from being too much of an infomercial. But I want to take just a minute at the top of the program today to just really thank some members of my team who were out at the airport at the wee hours on Saturday morning um, trying to take care of customers who were headed to Canada and a, an airline employee got a wild hair up their rear end and decided they were only going to accept certain types of vaccination verifications and that caused a lot of complications and a lot of problems and people had to be sent home and come back and it was just a really complicated situation. But um, some of the members of my team who were out there 
like I said, in the wee hours of the morning, because that's kind of the way we do things in case something were to go wrong, is to try to have people there to make sure that things are right and to have folks standing by. My my airline guy is laid up from a surgery, so he was available on the phone um, at 4 o'clock in the morning on Saturday. Of course, Clayton was the tour director. Um, they all worked really hard to get people to Canada so that they could begin their tour and their odyssey has, has just continued. Like I said, we're going to talk about that later. But I want to take just a minute and say thank you to all of the people on my team who are a part of that. And also to say something to people who are small business owners who might be listening to the program. Um, you know, one thing I learned a long, long, long time ago was um, everybody says, well, you know, the first thing you have to do when you own a business is take care of your customers. Because the customer is always right and the customer is number one and all that kind of jazz. And I just want to say to you. That I learned a perfect example of this again yesterday morning. Um, God bless all of my customers, but they're not number one. They're number two. What you do is you take care of your team first, the people mm-hmm. who work for you, because then when you get into a difficult situation, those people will be right there beside you, and they will take care of your customers. So you, you take care of your people, and then your people take care of your customers. So if you're in business I've been reminded that many times over the years, and I was reminded it especially this weekend. Anyway, that's the end of my my little soliloquy for this for this afternoon. All right, and, and after uh, Clayton's interview, uh, which comes up after the news at the bottom of the hour, uh, Mark will uh, go into more detail as to uh, as to what went on and what what we can learn from that. All right. At the top of every Travel Guys radio program, we make a, a point to bring you up to date. On the travel news and uh, gathering and preparing and now reading the travel news is is the man, Mark Hoffman. Hey, airfare prices fell again last month for the second straight time. They fell about 7% in July, fell a couple percent in June. This is something that we kind of expected as you head into autumn. However, before everybody gets too giddy, let me just tell you that airfares always fall. As the summer wears on, because Mm -hmm. the fall is always a little bit less in demand than the summer. Um, I will tell you, however, the airlines and everybody else continues with the same warning. If you plan on traveling during the holiday season, that would be over Thanksgiving, then there's a couple of down weeks in early December, and then things pick up again the second half of December for Christmas and New Year's. If you're going to travel over those holidays, you should be getting your tickets now. There's going to be a, an unprecedented demand because a lot of people didn't get to go see grandma for the last two years, and they're going to be comfortable with doing that or, heaven forbid, having grandma come to see them or whatever it is. People are going to travel during the holidays. It's You're, you're going to have not only the situation with a lot of people traveling, but the weather's going to suck, and the airlines probably won't have their act together. And so it's going to be a disaster. So think about shoulder times and staying away from peak times. Maybe you don't spend Christmas with the relatives. Maybe you spend the weekend before Christmas, and you all have a Christmas celebration, and then everybody gets back home uh, before the big crowds come. Anyway, it's just you should be thinking about that. If you're doing holiday travel, think about it now and really think, Think about the fact that, you know, a lot of people travel on Christmas Day. They get up and have Christmas morning and have the celebration with their family, and then they take off, and, and, and in the afternoon, they're done they're on, that. that's right. And, you know, they find that the airports aren't as crowded, and it's a lot easier to get around. So, you know, there, there are some, some, little, help, some little tips there. Um, I was looking over a press release, Tom, and saw 
that they're going back to Black Rock in the desert. Burning Man is going to happen again for the first time in, in three years, in just a couple of weeks out in the Nevada desert. I am not surprised. Uh, everything is kind of getting back to normal. Uh, hopefully that goes well. They'll be all outdoors. and uh, They've made quite a few changes. You, We had somebody who, isn't it somebody that you knew who went out to Burning Man like every year? Y- yeah, let's see. We've had a couple or two or three yeah. folks over the years because we've been on the air for, for 11, going on 12 years. And uh, we have. Yeah, maybe it's time to... Drag somebody, well, I don't know, find somebody that might be going. You know, the the Burning Man, one of the things they're going to have to concern themselves with this time around, besides the COVID thing, is the monkeypox thing. And uh, because a a lot of people, uh, you know, I don't even want to go there. But, yeah. (laughs) A lot of of up-close nudity is what you're suggesting could be happening could out be. of the desert. They've made some big changes to the layout of Burning Man and uh, done some things to make it more environmentally friendly. I, I spent quite a bit of time on the website yesterday. If there's anybody listening who is going to Burning Man, um, send us a note. You can go to TravelGuysRadio.com and drop us a note, and we would love to have to talk to you before or after or you know, during or whatever along the way if you're a, if you're a Burning Man person. I have never been. I have... A couple of friends who go regularly, and maybe I'll see if Jim is is going to do that. He he may have he may have decided he's too old for Burning Man these days. But uh, it's uh, Burning Man is is really I've heard from anybody who ever goes that it's quite the experience. Absolutely, yeah. Well, we'll uh, hopefully we'll 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 get a we'll get an email from someone. Travelguysradio.com if you're going to Burning Man. Okay, um, the Department of Transportation got everybody all excited last week when they said, you know, what we're going to do is put the airlines on the hook for refunds, and when they're supposed to give people refunds, by God, we're going to define the rules, and they're going to have to give people their money back and all this stuff. And everybody said, yay for the Department of Transportation. And then a couple mm-hmm. days later, they released some of the rules, and everybody said, well, wait a minute. This is just looks like a sieve here or a colander. It's got a lot of holes in it, and there's a lot of outs for the airlines, and a lot of things are undefined. So let's just put a hold on that little cheer for a day or two or three or seven here while we wait and see um, who owns the Department of Transportation, the consumers or the airlines. If the airlines can get rules written that make them look like heroes but don't do anything for consumers, then none of this means anything. If right. If the opposite is true, why then, you know, maybe it's a really, it's a good thing. We mentioned in the headlines that staffing shortages have forced some cruise lines to cancel multiple sailings. Princess, Princess Cruise Lines is among them. The Diamond Princess has canceled 11 sailings from San Diego in September, October, and November. Other cruise lines are doing the same. It's basically staff shortages, which is what the airlines have found, too. So um, kudos to the cruise lines, though. For not trying to spread 10 ships full of staffing over 11 ships, you know, and say people won't notice if we do this. So I don't know. Maybe they're doing that already. But at least they've decided to make some cuts and changes in their schedule because they don't have the staff to be able to handle the demand. United Airlines made a headline last week. They paid a cash deposit for 100 air taxi aircraft. These are kind of a hybrid between an airplane and a helicopter. And there are some people who are thinking that for short-haul situations, I'm thinking like Sacramento, San Francisco. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of those things where planes are flying 80, 90 miles in these little puddle jumpers or something, that maybe these air taxis 
which take off and land in a different way, don't cause quite as much congestion in the sky, fly at a lower altitude. This might be the thing. So anyway, United Airlines thinks so too. They have put down a deposit for 100 of these things. United uh, Travelers United asked people last week, if you've ever had the credit for an airline ticket you paid for but then could not use expire. In other words, did you get one of these vouchers and you never used it? Mm-hmm. 44% of the people who responded said at some point an airline had given them a credit that they couldn't use. Now, keeping in mind that I suppose these credits could have been for 5 or 10 bucks, but I'm guessing more likely they were for probably for several hundred bucks. And uh, used my credits in the allotted time, 25%, never had a reason to get credits, um, still holding on to some. But 44%, the airlines and analysts themselves have consistently told us that in the 30s is the percentage of people who never use those. So here's a just a Travelers United thing. By the way, uh, Charlie is going to join us on next week's show and talk about this whole airline refund thing and some other consumer-related issues. So Charlie will be a guest on the program next week. Here's- well, you know, a lot of people uh, that uh, don't fly that frequently. They, they maybe two, three times uh, during the year, and particularly – you know, recently there's been a lot of reasons and such where people will cancel flights and they and they get vouchers and they get the credits. And, and then now, you know, uh, especially before when you would only have maybe six months to use it, you have no place to go. You're not traveling. You're not going. And it sits there and, uh, you know, you're trying to think of some sort of reason to go someplace. And, and, and one day, I mean, your, your life kind of is around you and you're doing stuff. And next thing you know, it's... Uh, it's gone, and that's that's how it happens. Well, and if everybody is... f- did a lot of flying, went to a lot of places, then those credits would, uh, those vouchers would get used. But that's this, not the real world. This is why the people at Southwest Airlines were so intelligent a couple weeks ago. Somebody sat down and they ran the numbers and figured out yeah. that vouchers that expire in two years versus vouchers that might not ever expire, that the number of them that would be not used would still be significant. So Southwest mm-hmm. makes themselves look like a hero by saying, well, this will never expire, when the reality is that for many people, they'll put it in a drawer, forget about it. It won't matter whether it expired in a year or it never expired. It's just an example, I think, of Southwest showing that they're smarter than the other guys, which they used to do on a pretty regular basis, but um, they haven't been doing as much lately. Okay, half a dozen things here quickly in the final minute. Um, here's an article about how long can tour operators absorb costs versus prolonged ex- inflation, talking about how tour operators, that would include yours truly, are being hit by um, increased costs, That some of them having to do with inflation, some of them have to do with supply chains, some of them, frankly, having to do with greed. Um, yes, if you're buying a package tour next year, you're going to pay more money for it than you did this year, just like any other kind of travel. San Francisco reminds us that Oklahoma starts next Tuesday at the Golden Gate Theater. Um, they have a great lineup of shows coming this fall, including Moulin Rouge, um, Ain't Too Proud, some really cool shows. If you are looking for a way to get to the shows, Sports Leisure Vacations has packages that will get you there with tickets and transportation and a stop for dinner afterwards. You can uh, go to sportsleisure.com for information. Reminder from the folks in Hawaii that if you're going to Hawaii and you're planning on hitting the trails when you get there, some Hawaiian trails have reservations, not necessarily to walk on them, but to park in the parking lots. Mm-hmm. And once the space is gone, you can't make, you can't go hiking because there's no place to park. So the folks in Hawaii, the tourism people, are reminding those folks who would like to do outdoor things when they get to Hawaii to make sure they check 
and make sure that there that if there is parking that they get a parking pass in some case you have to pay for it in some cases it's just a, a situation where you have to go online and reserve it but if you're going to hawaii heads up parking passes for hiking spots are in great demand the folks from hamilton has blasted a texas church that did an unauthorized homophobic performance of the show hamilton in their church over the last couple of weeks. This is really kind of an interesting story. Um, we don't have a lot of time to go into it, but they basically took the entire script and rewrote it, uh, made it a, more than a little bit different than it was originally, and the folks from Hamilton found out about it because these folks were dumb enough to record it and put it online. And uh, now they've got a few licensing issues with the folks from Hamilton uh, because they re- redid the show and really didn't have permission for it. Anyways, Carnival Royal Caribbean (laughs) and other cruise lines are dropping some of their pre-cruise testing requirements. So if you are getting ready to cruise and you thought you knew what the requirements were a few days ago, you might check because they might be different now. Good luck to you with that. And that is your travel news for today. The other day I saw this great ad for the credit card deal and you you get it and you spend $1,500 and you... Mm -hmm get a flight to the moon and it's all very cool used to be you signed up for these credit cards and they just gave you you know the bonus was 10 or 15 or twenty thousand points or miles or whatever it was and then somebody figured out that well they would do give you a you know a 50 or a hundred thousand or two hundred thousand it really doesn't matter because these these currencies are not not even like cryptocurrencies they're not tied to anything Mm -hmm. these companies can basically create more of them anytime that they wish um, they're highly inflationary, so uh, no matter what, no matter how many they tell you that they give you, it's like, well, what will it buy today, and then what will it buy when you go to use it would be a question because they're all floating the the rewards now, the airlines, the hotels. It depends on, as I said in the, earlier in the program, if you're going to Cleveland and staying in a Hampton Inn, you're probably going to great get great value, but if you want to stay on the beach in San Diego, probably not so much. Um, very interesting, however story here that says tra- one out of three people say they overspent on travel to earn a credit card sign-up bonus. So one out of three people who signed up for a card that required them to spend X amount of money on travel in, in a certain bit period, limited period of time say that they overspent in order to get that bonus, which, of course, is exactly what the credit card company and the travel companies were hoping for. But I so just word to the wise there, folks, if you're trying to build your travel rewards account by getting a credit card, don't do things that you wouldn't normally do because that's all factored into the bonus that you're getting. And if you have to pay extra interest and stuff like that, why then you've 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 bitten off some of that value. So just beware there with these travel credit cards, particularly the ones that require you to have uh uh, that require you to spend a certain amount mm-hmm. in a period mm-hmm. of time in order to get the bonus. Okay. Um, also, very important, we're going to talk about this probably a lot between now and next May. It's called Real ID. We've talked about it before. It's been looming for several years. The government has postponed it a number of times before COVID and then, of course, during COVID. Supposedly, next May is when this is going to take effect. Nobody knows if that will actually happen yet. But I think that you should go with the assumption that it is going to happen. And what's going to happen for sure is that in March and April, it'll be real hard to get appointments and stuff like that to get this done. So if you go online now 
and look up Real ID. In fact, if you go to TravelGuysRadio.com, there's a long list of links to stuff on the program from this week and last week. The very bottom one is a Real ID link. You can go there and find out what you need to do in order to be able to get a Real ID. It's different a little in some ways than the one you have now. It's more secure. It requires you to jump through a few more hoops to get it. You will have to have it to travel, hypothetically, starting in May of next year. The closer you get to May of next year, the harder it will be to get one of these. So um, expect me to harangue you on a pretty regular basis. I have not gotten mine yet. So I plan on getting mine next month, and then I will be able to come back and tell you exactly what happens. But you need uh, a few things, your identity, birth, uh, California residency, you need to be able to prove your Social Security number. We'll do a segment and talk about all this a little bit down the road. But for right now, TravelGuysRadio.com, you can find a link to it. If you're going to travel after next May, you're going to need this real ID. And here's the good news. Once you get everything together and you go and get your real ID, you can take that same package of information, go down to the TSA pre-check location, one at the airport, there's one in another location, and use that same information to get pre-checked. So it uh, it won't certainly won't be a waste of time. Clayton Whitehead joins us, and we talk about him off to Canada our special guests and links to uh, all the interviews and stuff we talk about can be found at TravelGuysRadio.com. And uh, joining us again here on the Travel Guys is one of Sports Leisure Vacation's main men. Along with Mark, there is Clayton Whitehead. Uh, thanks for joining us. I know you've been on the road a lot while Mark has been holding down the fort and having surgery. So welcome back. Uh, where, what are we going to talk about today, guys? Well, Clayton, you're uh, you're headed off to Canada, actually. As, as since this re- since this interview was recorded on Friday afternoon, and it will run on Sunday, you will be in Canada as we speak, unless something really strange happens. But you've been over the Canadian border this year. Um, it's been a little bit of a hassle getting in and out of Canada. Uh, things have calmed a little bit, but tell us about if you were making a trip to Canada. Tell us how you'd get get into the country. Well, as you are all are listening to this, I will be in Quebec City, the uh, capital of the province of Quebec. Oh, bragging! Uh, yep, Saturday I fly to Montreal and then drive over. Uh, this will be my second or maybe third trip to Canada this year, and I guess you know you speak so much about flexibility, Mark, and that is just so important. Not only do people have to be flexible when they travel, especially internationally, but also you have to be well-informed. And being well-informed doesn't mean looking up the information yesterday or last week or last month and just leaving it there. Being well-informed means looking every few hours, especially as you're leading up to travel time, because the rules can and will and do change. Uh, I did the uh, epic train ride across Canada here about five or six weeks ago. A, a long train trip that began in Halifax and ended in Vancouver, or yeah, wow. Vancouver. And uh, literally, while we were on the train, the policies between our government and and the Canadian government changed regarding our ability and the fashion in which we'd come home. Doesn't matter what it was or what it it became, but the the point is, while we were in process mm-hmm. on a train where information access, accessibility is not that easy. It's hard to get a cell phone signal, and there's no Wi-Fi on the train. But um, you know, it, it changed while we were we were rambling through um, Alberta, about to make our way over the Rocky Mountains. So um, 
folks just have to stay informed. And there's a lot of different ways to do that. If you're electronically connected, obviously it's a lot easier for you. If your technology is a bit disadvantaged or out of date, it's going to be harder for you. But that's no excuse. You still have to know what the rules are because those are the rules you're going to have to play by when you're crossing to uh, to any country other than our own and especially when you're coming home. The customs agent is not going to take pity on you if you say, um, I don't know anything about computers and I didn't know about that. No, no pity. I've never seen pity in a customs Let me ask area. you something. There, there's, a, there's an app that people are using currently that Canada is still requiring people to submit some information in advance before they get into the country. Is that correct? Yes. Um, in order to legally go from Canada to, or excuse me, from the United States to Canada. This is a Canada thing, not a United States thing. In order for us to go to them, we ideally would download onto our smartphone an app called Arrive Can, Can being short for Canada, mm-hmm. Arrive Can. And uh, we pre-qualify with uh, a good bit of personal information to include a photo of our passport, a photo of our vaccination record, and then finally, at 72 hours before arrival, we have to go in and add, uh, add, answer some very um, uh, customary questions like, have you been to uh, a foreign country? Uh, have you been around anybody with COVID? Let me ask, Clayton, does it take very long? Is this whole app process? I mean, if somebody is just you know, reasonably well-educated, they can go on their phone and put, uh, install an app and go and do it. Is it something that folks can do in a reasonable amount of time, or is it something that you need help with? Uh, for those of you who know me, you're probably smiling right now because I am not a technology person. I don't like it. I'm not good at it. All that being said, I found the uh, the app to be extremely intuitive. You just answered the questions in the order that they were received. Um, most of them were a yes or no answer. It was a little more time-consuming to you when you had to type in your name, address, and phone number, but I found it all very, very easy. I, I guess one of the the uh i won't say warnings that sounds too serious but uh, just just be aware that you know whenever something good comes along whenever anything something helpful comes along there's always people who try to to take advantage of the situation so there are some copycat apps out there uh one of our clients actually downloaded the wrong app um and oh immediately you could put in a whole bunch of information about leaving exactly. your home and being out of the country and something and somebody would know exactly but what was in, going on. in her case one of the very first questions was they wanted a 65 dollar fee and thankfully she remembered me saying this is free mm-hmm. it only costs you know, a little bit of your time this is free it's a free program it's free so 65 dollars wasn't wasn't a part of that so she knew she was on the wrong track but you know, obviously, we always have to be careful. There's always going to be scams out there, and this is no exception. Okay, so what about getting back into the United States? Is that is there an app for getting back into the United States? From And I'm just talking about from Canada here now. Um, no, the United States government has not imposed any, uh, any testing requirements if you're fully vaccinated. And uh, there is no app. There is no pre-qualification. So you just got back from a trip to the Midwest where you weren't worth the group. I... Uh, indeed, I was. Uh, many of you know I have a love affair with Iowa, and this show is not long enough for me to explain it. I'm uh-huh. not sure I can explain it the myself. Field, the Field of Dreams game was on just the other night, so I, know, I mean, I if, if that didn't help you fall in love with with the only good thing about Iowa is the Field of Dreams and the corn. I mean, corn, well, you might add a few other things. And I did eat my weight in sweet corn. I can assure you. 
But on this particular trip, I flew in and out of western Iowa, visited a number of very dear friends. But then the focus of our trip was an epic road trip uh, where we drove from western Iowa uh, almost 1,500 miles in three days to extreme northwest North Dakota to the little town of Beulah where we wow. uh, visited a coal-fired power plant and a coal mine. And I know that's perhaps politically incorrect in some people's minds, but um, it's fascinating. If you ever have a chance to visit a coal mine, it's like a giant sandbox, and there's giant toys, and you get to play in it. Did you find the same types of tourism situations? I mean, hotels, meals, you know, rest stops, things like that. How How is that the same or different? I'm just – because it's a different part of the country, and there aren't a big resort. Right. Like well, uh, this trip court, uh coincided with Sturgis, which I guess is the biggest motorcycle rally in the on the planet. So there were uh, lots of people on motorcycles going every which way. The burning man of North Dakota. Exactly. But uh, the travel was easy. Restaurants seemed to be running at full speed. Hotels seemed to be running well. Uh, help wanted signs were literally everywhere. Uh, I know there was a couple places where we had wanted to eat that we weren't able to because they had closed or had altered their hours and we didn't hit it just right. Um, I will say that not one soul to be seen in any direction was wearing a mask. Um, uh, Imagine that. There's no pandemic up there. But to their defense, there's a lot of wild open spaces. That's true. And and I was in them. And uh, I'll confess that I didn't wear my mask most of the time either. but uh, one one special treat, you know, we've been longtime uh, supporters of PBS, so I have to give a shout-out to Mr. Lawrence Welk. I visited his birth home oh my in Strasburg, North Dakota, and that was really, really cool. What was, the, have, what, was the, what was it like? What was cool about it? You know, a lot of people listening to this program, probably big Lawrence Welk fans and so forth, but there may be a few that go, Lawrence Welk, let's see, I kind of remember him. Uh, he had the baton or something, and he conducted a... What is what is there to see at Lawrence Welk's place? Does he have a, like well, a collection of batons? Uh, a lot of one. Yeah, and I think two actually and... there maybe was a baton on display. But this is his birth home, which uh, is uh, is an interpreted historic site, um, partially interpreted because of the fame of Mr. Welk, but more and and perhaps more relevant in this era, as you say, not as many people are familiar with him anymore, as just what it was like to be uh, a homesteader uh, back in the day. Uh, Welk's people were Russian, German-speaking Russians, and they came here with about two cents in their pocket, and they they, they carved out a hard life for themselves, but they carved out a good life. Uh, The house was made of sod. Later it was sided, which is great because that kept it from washing away. Uh, There's windmill, barns, uh, fields of sunflowers as far as the eye can see in every direction, and uh, and. Flax, I think, a purple blooming flower. Mm-hmm. I think it's flax, but the fields are beautiful. Don't look at me. Purple and yellow, just as far as you can see, and um, and this is where Mr. Welk and all of his brothers and sisters lived in in a house that was so cold that when they got up on on mornings before going to school, the the water in the in the basin was frozen. Oh That's one of the stories they told. Wow. They also told us how he got his first accordion and how he kind of. Uh, conned his dad into buying it for him, but how he promised that uh, he would pay his father back. It was $400, which, I mean, that's a lot of money now, much less 100 years ago. And the way he did it, I guess Mr. Welk was very cunning with animals, and he trapped 
and then sold the pelts. And in, in, if it was an edible animal, he would sell the meat, and that's how he repaid his dad uh, for the loan. Well, that is pretty interesting stuff. Wow. Oh, interesting. Clayton, let me ask you here. You've been traveling all over the place for the last six, seven months, like many of us at Sports Leisure Vacations, oftentimes with a group of people in tow, um, with the COVID thing running around all over the place. Is there anything that you can offer to our travelers that or people who are listening here, whether they travel in a group or travel by themselves or doing a road trip like you were doing, that might help them over the next month here? COVID seems to have peeled back a little bit. doesn't really seem to matter because people aren't paying a whole lot of attention to it unless they get sick and then they have to stay home. Well, what I'm saying, what I'm going to say is our company policy, granted, but it's also something I've gotten used to, and I still think it makes good sense. And that is I always have a copy of my Vax card with me. I always have my picture ID with me, and I always have a mask with me because you just never know when somebody's going to need to see the former, and you just never know when you're going to be in that situation where the latter seems to make sense. Mm -hmm. I always have my mask on my person. And I, for one, am still wearing it in airplanes, in airports, in stores, any time when, when either I don't know what I'm walking into or when I'm walking into a setting where I, I, I know it's going to be crowded. I don't want to be the one that gives anybody the germ. People are going to get the germ, but I don't want anybody to get the germ from me. Well, and we've had situations on motor coach tours um, this, this summer where, by and large, um, there's been an infection or two after a trip just about. I'd say half the time somebody comes back and reports that um, that they have tested positive. But we have found that the positive tests seem to be much more minimal when people are wearing masks on the bus. And, of course, we require people to be vaccinated and, and boosted to be able to travel with us. So that means that we're traveling with a group of people who hypothetically are less at risk um, along the way. But anyway, thank you for uh, for all of your thoughts and all of your wisdom. Anything else you want to share before you leave? Oh, I guess you've already left, actually. Well, so. that's true. I started to say dance like nobody's watching, but that line's already taken. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that's safe for, the, safe for the end of the program. Well, I guess I'll just I'll leave everybody with this. My birthday was yesterday. Uh huh. And on the very same day that I turned uh, 59, my car rolled over 100,000 miles. And I just thought that was a funny irony. Uh -huh. I've been thinking about it a lot. Were all of your body parts working this morning and everything? All my body parts and all of my car parts working perfectly this morning. Well, there you go. You just you put on a few miles, but you're you're still in good shape. Clayton Whitehead headed out uh, on the road. Actually, already gone on the road to Canada uh, with some folks uh, up taking a river cruise on the St. Lawrence River on a sh on a boat that only holds what about sixty passengers. Uh, it's got 30, 33 cabins, I think. Yeah. So it's, it's a very small vessel that just just does the St. Lawrence River uh, between Quebec and Kingston, Ontario, which is uh, on the really shores of Lake Ontario. Town, yeah. And um, it's just it's just a real sweet, just a real sweet way to see the world. The main attraction in that part of the world is the Thousand Islands. It is more than a salad dressing. In fact, it's way more. <laughs> There's nineteen hundred and sixty three islands in the Thousand Islands chain, which occupy. Uh, quite a few miles uh, between uh, New York State and Ontario right before uh, the lake opens up into Lake Ontario. So I won't say bon voyage because you've already bon voyage, but hey, Clayton, hope everything's going well out there. Thank you. <laughs> All right. We are the travel guys. More to come. Yeah. Well, 
Yeah, yeah. Um, well, okay, uh, Mark, you're, you're, it's, 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 you're on for the more to come. Yeah. Um, well, there's been plenty more to come since uh, Clayton took off on Saturday. We're going to talk about all of this. We need to take a break, and then we'll come back and we'll update you. Um, Clayton sounded all upbeat and wonderful. Um, they're sitting on the boat right now, having dinner, getting ready to sail away from Quebec City, or at least most of them are. Some of them even have their luggage. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Oh, yeah, the Mark Hoffman theme song there. It's Mark Hoffman, Tom Romano. We are the Travel and Entertainment Guys. Brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacations. Don't forget uh, everything that uh, we talk about, or at least most everything. Uh, links to our special guests are always at TravelGuysRadio.com. Mark? Every, everything that's legal, at least. Hey, um, from uh, Travelers United, from their weekly poll, what's the amenity you always want your hotel to provide? I thought this was kind of interesting because there are a couple of competing things here, and it came out pretty even. Free Wi-Fi, 20, 26%. Complimentary breakfast, 24%. Free parking, some more suburban hotels are charging for parking now under the guise of we have to provide security or we're just trying to get a few more bucks out of you, but whatever, 24%. Uh, refrigerator, microwave, coffee maker, 16%. Airport shuttle, 10%. So pretty well divided between free Wi-Fi, complimentary breakfast, free parking, and having <laughs> the ability in your room to heat up or create your own whatever, uh, with a refrigerator, a microwave, stuff like that, seem to all be, and I would say probably the Wi-Fi. But I'm, I'm with yeah, most of the folks in the survey here. It would be a pretty close pretty close. Yeah, thing. there you go. And so you'll know that uh, if they have that, it's all, it's all covered underneath that resort fee. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So before the break, we were talking with Clayton Whitehead. We, we, to set it up for those of you who might have just joined us, um, Clayton, uh, we, we spoke with him on Friday before he left with a group for Canada. They're sailing on the St. Lawrence River on a small ship. They have actually made it to um, the ship and are on board now having dinner. It's been a little bit of an odyssey. And I thought there's some things to be learned from this for those of you who travel, not necessarily to Canada, but to anywhere, but specifically to Canada right now. Um, they went out to the airport yesterday morning to get on a United aircraft um, to go to Chicago and change planes to fly to Montreal. The United, the, 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 the agent that was checking them in decided to play by a set of rules that we haven't run into yet this summer. We've taken a number of groups to Canada, but this United agent decided that you had to have either your original vaccination card or a picture of your original vaccination card. If you didn't have one of those two things, she said they won't let you into Canada. Eh, that could be argued, I think. Um, but that was her stand, and she gets to play God in that situation. We had some people who didn't have that original copy. So very quickly, we had to try to get them home back to the airport. Some of them had to be put on later flights. A couple of them had to be put on a red eye. Um, so Clayton leaves for, for Canada without all of his people. Gets to Canada. The luggage doesn't all show up, um, including a lady who's joining us from San Francisco. She comes in. She's on a nonstop from San Francisco. Her bag is nowhere to be found. Um, Clayton's folks, a couple of them are missing their suitcases. Um, of course, well, we already have some people who are not with the group because they didn't have the, the paperwork that was needed. So um, it gets, But it gets better. When you go into Canada, they randomly pick a few people off of every flight to be randomly tested for COVID. A couple of Clayton's people were tested. A couple of them came back positive. So they're not going on from where they are in 
uh, Montreal. In fact, once they've been tested, then they have to turn around and hypothetically be quarantined for five to seven days before they can come home. So Mr. Whitehead has had quite the interesting experience, but some things to be learned from this. Um, you, If you're traveling, particularly internationally, and you've got a picture of your COVID card or a QR code or something like that on your phone, take the original card with you. Absolutely take the original card with you. Also, um, carry in your carry-on luggage enough stuff, you know, clean underwear and a toothbrush and some of those things. We don't talk about that as much as we used to. But in this situation, here are some folks who got to another country, don't have their luggage. Um, they're getting on a boat. It'll probably catch up with them in a day or two because they're not sailing out to sea. But um, Clayton took them to Wally Mart and got them some underwear and things like that. But, you know, it's just a good idea if you're traveling on your own. Always make sure you've got that extra day. They landed in Montreal last night. That helped some of these people catch up to the group. So that made a big difference. So having that extra time. So I feel for Clayton out there. It's also, um, you know, Tom, one of the reasons maybe that people spend a few extra bucks, and especially when you're a mature traveler and travel with a group. Absolutely. That's exactly what I was going to say is can you imagine – uh, had you been traveling on your own, you know, and maybe you, know, you didn't use a travel agent, uh, you just decided to do it all on your own, and, and then all of this happened, uh, you would not have any any recourse. You would not have anybody to help you out. So at least these folks had the uh, the fine staff with Sports Leisure Vacations to make sure they got home and got their their card and found their way back and helped book them onto a flight to get them to their destination. Uh, so anyway, wow. Uh, you know what? We need to talk to Clayton when he gets back. I, yeah. I need to get get the get the rest of the story, as he, old Paul Harvey used to say. Well, you know, Mark, we're down to just a minute left. I don't know. You know, we promised folks that we would talk about holiday airfares uh, and, uh, you know, and listen, your wisdom on when and, and how to buy and shop. And we, Perhaps and we, we talked. Save we that. talked a little bit about that too, and we will talk about that again. But but yep. but really and truly, if you're going to travel over Thanksgiving or Christmas, you need yeah. to start looking at the airfares now. There's going. There's a little bit of a window between Thanksgiving and Christmas if you're not traveling on any one of those before Christmas vacation starts to get in. But that's really about it. In the meantime, dance like nobody's watching. All right, my friends. Thanks for coming along. Don't forget. TravelGuysRadio.com for uh, links to our special guests and so much more. Thanks for joining us. See you next week. Same time, same station.